This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. I mean, he's just grown as um, understanding the offense, understanding what he needs to do, and then just being more confident in uh, what he needs to do. Because, I mean, he has all the tools and all the, uh, everything you need to get the job done. And, I mean, especially being a young guy, you just kind of got to build that confidence up and understand that you're there for a reason, you've earned that spot, and then just kind of prove, prove to everyone, prove to yourself that you've earned that spot and that's your spot. Final segment here of the Husker Online Show. That is fifth-year senior offensive lineman Matt Farniak talking about Bryce Benhard, a redshirt freshman who will start at right tackle for Nebraska, the former starting position of Farniak who's now playing right next to him at right guard. And we're going to start off talking recruiting here with Nate Klaus, an offensive lineman. But, Nate, you're one of the few people in this state that has even seen Bryce Benhart play a football game in person um, you've seen Matt Farniak play as well many, many times. What are you expecting to see from Bryce Benhard in his first true Division One start? Well, I'm expecting to see a, just a big, talented athlete. I mean, he's a, he's a mountain of a man. Uh, he's 6'9", 330 pounds, uh, but still looks like he could probably carry you know, 20, 30 pounds pretty easily. Uh, but when I was able to watch him in person at the at the All-American Bowl against some of the top players in the country, uh, it was just how big of an athlete he really is. Um, you know, the first time someone says, yeah, this offensive tackle is 6'9", 300 pounds, you're going, okay, this is, this is going to be somebody who's not very coordinated, doesn't bend very well. Um, who's kind of, you know, slow, slow foot, footed guy. Uh, but that's not the case with Ben Hart. I mean, um, I mean, he's a wrestler. Uh, he was a gymnast as a kid growing up. His dad, his dad put him in gymnastics when he was like three years old. And so, um, I mean, this is a guy who's got great balance and I think has finally started to grow into his body. And is that a point now where Nebraska feels comfortable rolling him out there as a starting right tackle? And I think really, really improves that offensive line, the, at least the, the look of it. And Nate, stick on that subject of offensive line you and Greg Peterson made the long journey into would it be southeast or north north or northeast Iowa or southeast, South, southeast southeast you were down all the way in Mount Pleasant yeah Mount Pleasant which is it's like 40 40 miles south of Iowa City basically um you know to, to watch Henry Latovsky and boy, I came away. I mean, I could not be more, more, more impressed with what I saw out of Henry Latovsky. Um, this is somebody who's completely transformed his body from the end of his sophomore year. Um, he's, I mean, he's a legit 6'6", 320 pounds. He doesn't have a gut hanging over, hit over his belt or anything like that. I mean, he's, he's a full-grown man right now, and, and he dominated from the first snap of the game until the last snap. Um, and he's downright nasty uh, on the field. I mean, he's putting kids on their back, um, kind of grinding them into the dirt, and then um, you know, and then laughing about it, basically, yeah, which was a lot of fun to watch, uh, unless you were lining up against him personally. So, um, you know, I, I think that uh, you know, Nebraska got a steal here. Uh, this is somebody who. I think after his sophomore year, went to camp at Iowa, and and you know the the Hawkeyes coaches were, um, you know, not not very complimentary of him, and and uh, you know I think they can kind of continue to recruit him, but I think after that experience, Henry was very open to to other schools, and 
Um, you know, Eric Chenander, Nebraska, Greg Austin, they, they kind of entered the picture and uh, they got his commitment and, and he's just continued to get better and better and better. I think, uh, I think Nebraska's got a steal here for sure. Nate, he strikes me as one of those guys when we've watched our nine years covering the Big Ten, we've seen a lot of Iowa and a lot of Wisconsin <laughs> offensive linemen and you always walk away like, man. I remember when Nebraska used to yeah. get linemen like that, and it looks like they got one of those guys here in Latowski. There's no doubt about it. I mean, they, they definitely got one of those guys in Latowski. And, I mean, the thing about it, too, is he's an early graduate. Um, like, I, like I mentioned, he's 6'6", 320 already. So he's not someone who's going to come into the program that needs to, to drop 50 pounds of bad weight or that needs to add 50 pounds of bad weight. He's coming in who, I mean, I mean obviously everyone's going to have an adjustment. He's got to get stronger, but he, he squats like 630 pounds already he benches like almost 400 pounds um so i mean he's he's strong um and i think he's going to make that transition very well um but he's just a big square-bodied guy that's going to be uh, a road grader down the road uh, he's going to move from right tackle into guard i think uh, once he gets to nebraska but he's athletic enough he could he could play center if he really wanted to uh, according to his coach so um, you know, and his coach was kind of sad to see him go because he thought that he had a great chance of not only winning uh, the, the state shot put this year, but maybe breaking a lot of all-time records. He was screwing around the other day uh, after football practice and, and uh, you know, threw the shot over 61 feet, just uh, kind of half, kind of <laughs> just playing around. So his coach was kind of sad to see him go. Wow. Yeah. That's some explosion. Yeah. Yeah, the offensive line appears to be well on its way. Now, Nate, Nebraska – at about uh, pushing 20 commits here for 2021, five from Nebraska, three from Iowa, uh, one from South Dakota, a lot of local guys. How do you see this finishing out? I mean, wh- I mean, are, do you see anything moving here in the in the coming days, weeks? I mean, where do you see this class at? And do you get the sense that all 19 of these guys are going to sign in December? Yeah, I think the large majority of the current commitments are going to sign in December. And not only are they going to sign in December, but a um, large majority of them are going to be enrolling and being, they're going to be on campus uh, in January. So, um, you know, I, I, as far as how the class is going to, to kind of wrap up here, I think it's anybody's guess right now. There's, there's a lot of guys who are very interested, who are kind of on the fence uh, as far as, you know, the timeline of making a decision or, or who they're going to commit to. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those things where, um, you know, some of these guys are, I think, wanting to, to wait it out and see if there's a chance they might be able to take official visits after, um, after the new year. Uh, but I, I don't highly, I highly doubt that that happens. Um, you know, so, but it could be one of another, one of those deals where if there's another commitment or two that, that falls Nebraska's way, then all of a sudden there's going to be a handful of guys that are faced with the, the decision to make it. Hey, do I jump on this Nebraska offer or do I roll the dice and, and continue to wait and knowing that, you know, that spot may not be there once January rolls around. There's going to be a lot of schools, Nate, that either got bust or like lower profile schools that have maybe stolen a guy that should be in the power five. And unfortunately, the one-time transfer rule is going to probably clean a lot of that yeah. up. Because if a guy's too good to be in the MAC or somewhere like the Sun Belt, they're going to be up in the bigger league soon. And vice versa, if you're not able to play at Nebraska or a lo- bigger program, you'll probably be out of there pretty soon. Absolutely, yeah. There's going to be a lot of local steals initially until until other you know until they figure out, hey, I'm way better than than where I'm at. Um, but there's also one thing that we've seen, and, and uh, you know, Arizona State is a prime example of this. I, I think they took some commitments earlier on in the process uh, 
and now there's as the Marcus school, Mebo. Yeah, as the uh, the high school season has kind of progressed, or or how their how their recruiting classes kind of come together, they've dropped um, some some guys, and um, you know, and and you don't drop somebody unless you think that you can go out and get somebody better. So um, there's there's some some newer faces that are back out on the market, including Marcus and Bo, uh, who's an offensive lineman out of Wisconsin. I don't think Nebraska is really in the market uh, for another offensive lineman, but uh, but he's a, he's a good player. So I'm, I'm not sure who Arizona State thinks they're going to get that's better than him. But um, but there's I mean, that's that's a common thing that's starting to, to kind of crop up across the recruiting landscape as well. And you're not going to see as many academic issues anymore this year because the standardized testing has been waived, right? Yep. So yep. it's going to be core GPA, which you can get in with like a two, two or two, three, I, be, I believe. Yeah, I, th- it's a, I think it's a 2-3 core GPA. 2-3 so, GPA, no test score. Yep. I mean, yep. pretty freaking manageable. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, if, if, you don't, if you don't qualify academically in this year, then um, I'm not sure what you or, or your coaches or your counselors have really been doing for you for the last few years. Now, Coach Jones's weight room class doesn't count on that core, unfortunately. No. I mean, it, it's core is like your math, English, science, yeah, but still very doable especially if you know that kid in your school is on the track to go Division One, yep. There's going to be a lot of people working these kids. But lots to follow. I know you're going to be out watching Seth Malcolm play an eight-man game in Tabor, Iowa uh, for Fremont Mills. We'll have Blake Arney out at Kearney Catholic as well. So not only will I be in Columbus, Robin and I will be covering the game here uh, this weekend. Uh, Nebraska, Ohio State, Nate, and the recruiting team will be out as well. So lots to log on to. It is Football time again in the state of Nebraska, and we are so excited. Make sure you uh, log on and check out HuskerOnline.com. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.